So it's anybody that either has a business, is in business, or wants to start a business. So the the tools and resources that we provide are from local women that have perfected their craft. Hey guys. Hey guys. And welcome back to Herspective. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> this is the new norm. We yeah. just drink and podcast. You didn't sit. I was talking. I know. No, guys, we're not going to do another drinking episode. That was one's enough. That's one and done. One in our uh, our roster of apps. Every year we'll do a St. Patty's episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially now with our St. Patty's Day in quarantine, we really did need that episode. Yeah. And we really did drink. What a strange fucking year, eh? I know. What a strange time in the in the world. Yeah, it's it's been interesting to it's like surreal. Like it's happening in the background of our lives. Like we're all affected by it. Everybody yeah. is working from home. Everybody yeah. is social distancing. But then at the same time, we're just we're still like going. I feel like yeah. when you think of like an impending apocalypse, not that that is what this is. But when you see things like this on TV, it's so, like, intense and scary and extra, which this is scary, but it's not, like, we're still okay. You well, know what the I thing mean? is, I think we do have our cell phones. We do have the ability to mm-hmm. work from home. So, mm-hmm. and and even five years ago, this wouldn't have been an option. We wouldn't have taken this pandemic so easily um, because we can still all continue. Well, people aren't taking it easily. Like well, the no, toilet paper hoarders and the water hoarders, yeah. the people that think that those are the two things that are going to save you if this got really, really bad. Well, okay. And I often try to play devil's advocate. Like maybe we love tap water. So obviously for us stocking up well, on... Well, we live in a first world country. So. I know, but you know, some people really hate it and they only drink bottles. So maybe they think we have to stock up. But to me, I'm like... What the actual fuck? We have water. Why Why are you stocking up on water? It's not a water-borne disease. It has no effect on our water. And we have running water, and we're we going to continue. Water. And if we if that stops, like I said in the video I did the other day on Instagram, like, if we stop having running water, that anything else is the least of your problems like yeah. the running no water yeah. is very serious and your one extra case of bottled water is not going to save you you may no. live one extra day longer than but the rest that's of us. literally it if we are out of water and the world is not producing running water in canada or where clean, we live clean running yeah water. um we'll probably die because we're not set up for it the way yeah. you know some other countries unfortunately don't have it maybe they have whatever their wells i don't fucking know but you know what i mean yeah well that's we when- are not equipped as a society in canada where we live actually that's not fair for all canadians but where we live in toronto we would not be able to bottom line is we are really really lucky and fortunate and i'm grateful Mm -hmm. despite that we're going through a pandemic that we live in canada like thank god yeah thank you so that's (laughs) clean that up for me that's our psa on the coronavirus (laughs) anyways yeah no need to be going crazy but let's do a quick shout out to our sponsor intamo pleasurables for supporting perspective obviously we've talked about them before but uh they continue to offer amazing plant-based lubricants and massage oils diffuser oils and a pelvic pain relief oil which we have expressed how tried tested and true they are um especially in the face of a lockdown when there's not much else to do use those things 
Um, order yours now with coupon code HERSPECTIVE20 for 20% off at intamopleasurables.com. Very good. Very good, Jess. I love how you applaud every time I do an <laughs> ad. <laughs> I can read. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder. Well, uh, to give you the benefit of the doubt in this situation, I've had to redo a few things in the past. Let's just say that. And that's why I applaud you. <laughs> it's empowerment. Thank you, baby. <laughs> and it's a great segue into what I've been noticing on the media lately. Well, not the media, I shouldn't say social media is like every second post ad story that I see is about masturbation. So get your Intamo pleasurable products because while we're all cooped up, it's a great time to masturbate. And those are the products you want to do that with or not masturbate. Have fun with a friend. Exactly. Or (laughs) a spouse or a relationship partner. Everyone knows what I mean. Or friend, whatever. <laughs> whatever they're, good for, they're good for you. They're good for the environment. They're good during the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah. Honestly, I, I you are right. I have been seeing so many of the masturbation memes and like, this is the time. And I love how, like, why did it take a pandemic to support that? Like, let's just have that going all the time because fuck, we all know I do. But the other truth is I love how we're in a pandemic and it's like, PSA, everybody masturbate. Like, what? <laughs> People are dying, but no, masturbate. Well, they say that it increases your immune system. I know, but like, as much as I really appreciate it, I don't really know if that's true. Yeah, I don't know the science Although, behind that. Although, I'm not sick. I'm also not sick. But I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for telling us that. Uh, yeah. Moving on. Anyways. So yeah. we'll we'll see the statistics of many things that come out after this, but the ones that I'm Let's most see, yeah. interested in are the pregnancy rate, because everyone is at home getting it on because we're working from home. We can't leave our goddamn house. Uh for anybody that is cooped up with their partner. Let's see who uh, gets knocked up during this time. But also, the what I really want to know is let's see who divorces afterwards, because <laughs> that is more likely. <laughs> yeah, the divorce rate for sure. And also, how many husbands get murdered in the next couple Honestly, weeks? like, it, it's uh, it's tough sometimes being very <laughs> cooped up with loved ones. Like, I, I hate to say it, but it's true. Well, I keep joking with my husband. Like, you know, we'll see what happens. You might be found buried in the backyard in the next couple When you're months. doing the construction? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're, you're putting in a pool. So if, like, his body's unearthed by the bulldozer. They exca- when they're excavating the pool, <laughs> yeah. they're like, where's your husband? He hasn't been around for there he is. any of this construction. <laughs> Just move that bagged. Yeah. large object to the that side fell out of the dirt <laughs> i just want to say like i didn't mean to say it to bait out your scene but if that's what you're planning on doing don't because yeah no. um, now i have to have a new plan thanks don't worry i'll help you with that no he's been he's been great are you kidding you're posting all the time about his snacks he's like getting really creative with the presentation yeah he's been great we're at this point in time when we record this it's day three of quarantine <laughs> Weekends don't count, kill me. <laughs> Touch base with me in 21 same, more days. Same, <laughs> Let's see how it goes from there. Um, no, I do feel like I'm getting a little cabin fever, though, don't you? Yeah, a little bit. Like, but, like, it's been nice to be home and getting a lot of stuff done and still working and getting all that done. But uh, it just feels weird when I'm like, oh, I'll just, like, let's just go 
shopping or let's go over to winter like just go to ikea and it's like oh you literally can't they're shut down yeah they're shut down well my thing is like i like to go to the dollar store a lot um anyways yeah (laughs) can't do my favorite thing so weird no dollar store trips for you god damn it (laughs) no on day three i decided today was the day to put on socially acceptable clothing for the first time and well, as you can see thank god as always we say this is a podcast and not a video yeah. show um, i have not done that <laughs> but i yeah I, I did my hair i did my makeup because you know it just makes you feel better too it like does. when you look good you feel good um and put clothes on that were not what i was wearing which no one wants to see that. Well, the, again, I'm not quite there. <laughs> I'm glad one of us has been able to get themselves together. I'm still like the swamp creature as I've been for the last three. It's three days. Like, how am I supposed to last for three weeks? I won't I won't make it. You won't even recognize me at the end. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of hairy, unmanicured, lashless women running around. That's already me. I'm already all three of those things. I, and it's only day three. I went into the quarantine like that. <laughs> what am I going to come out <laughs> well maybe you'll do your pivot day four or five yeah and all of a sudden i'll be like a beauty queen through the rest of quarantine like quarantine really suits you yeah (laughs) i'll take to social media and like post all my gorgeous ways but honestly like for the women that regularly get sugared or waxed their lashes done Mm -hmm. their nails done like i am excited to see what they actually look like or what that means for them yeah i know it's that would be really shitty because i don't think you can be somebody that waxes or shellacs and or acrylics and whatever get your lashes done yeah lash girl and then just not yeah that's, that's you You not only would you feel busted like you would probably look it <laughs> no offense. i mean we laugh and joke again like i said i'm already one of those people who does that on the reg so I yeah, well, I was just sick of looking like I had been on a three-day bender, but without I the know. bender. Well, that's the one good thing, so, and that I will applaud myself is that I'm I have not drank till this glass that we're my single glass that we one, this minute right now this minute that we just cheers. But I really I'm really being making a conscious effort because it's a downward goddamn spiral. The next thing I know, I'm like I work from home, and like you know, there's no rules when you're in quarantine. It feels like so. I really have to be on top of that. Well, I realized that I might be a closeted alcoholic without actually you knowing it. Drinking. Well, I just feel like oh, it's it's noon. I should yeah. maybe crack a white claw <laughs> I know. or have a Bailey's like. I'm home because well, you know why when when we're in these predicaments it feels like a holiday when else are you home with the family like this for a day or two in a row it's a weekend or it's a holiday so it feels like it's like perfectly acceptable to be doing those things but I know like my boyfriend is not a drinker so he'll crack a beer at noon during the quarantine because he's like whatever it's like what a- I know I can't do that I already know I will just fucking let loose and go overboard so I can't. Exactly. It does feel like I'm on vacation, which I was supposed to be in two days. I was supposed to be flying to Mexico. Obviously, that's not happening. I I have never felt more for you than during this horrible time. Yeah, I'm pretty bummed about it. Uh, but it was the right decision, obviously. And there's even no more other so choice. Now. Yeah. Yeah, Imagine can- if you got stuck there. Yeah, we canceled a couple weeks ago and we were going to be going as a family so the kids would be there too and it just isn't a risk that we were willing to take and it wasn't really the concern of actually contracting the virus it was the concern of not being able to come home yeah. and mexico 
you know, has a bit of a reputation. So it was just not a country that I wanted to be stuck in. <laughs> You're living there now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I probably would love that if I yeah. knew I was going to be safe and protected. Well, where were you going to go again? Cozumel. So the island. Yeah. So I know like some people that get homes for months on end in certain areas and obviously it's fantastic um maybe you don't go to like mexico city or yeah Tijuana, but i mean it's just it's just not well the now risk, right yeah, like and now there's exactly no when there, but even if you know i did feel safe at the time and this could be this is applied to anywhere like this is not anything against mexico but like you know just like in countries where well, the borders are closed there's yeah no, there's nothing around it yeah so Bottom line, just wasn't worth the risk and it's not going anywhere. So we'll take yeah. our trip when it's safe and possible to do so. But that really fucking sucks. I suck. feel for you so much. Almost as probably much as you feel for it. No, I think more. I think <laughs> I, I feel worse than you do. <laughs> Maybe a little bit, but like all I know is that how upset I would be and it's not good. But anyways, it's fine. We're in a we're in a pandemic. This is crazy. I was talking the other day. It feels like remember the that really big ice storm where we lost power mm-hmm. for days. Like it feels like those kind of vibes. Like we're all in this f- insane situation together. Like it's really fucking weird. It's crazy. Yeah. It, like I said, it feels surreal because it's just things that you, no one plans for really. And you don't think it's going to happen in your country or to you. This is no. what happens yeah. in movies. This yeah. is what happens to yeah. other people, to other countries. And yeah, it, we are now a part of history, which is really crazy. Because when this does kind of settle and the dust clears, like what will we look back on, and how will it have changed us as individuals and as a society and as a country and the world? Yeah. Right? No, that's um, the whole thing. It is, it is a world thing. It's global. Yeah. So I mean, we all I think are taking comfort in knowing that we're all in it together. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, this is really kind of just the beginning. So. well that's a little like scary like you know when it first happened yeah we're like concerned about it but nothing changed Mm -hmm. like life is normal and then as as we go like every single day there's always another like change or another restriction or update yeah exactly so we are every single day it kind of is getting worse and worse and the restrictions and limitations are getting stronger and worse and like so it is a little scary we're not really at the peak where we're like okay now we're we're clear sailing from here so it is a little freaky like as as of this time that we're recording who knows when this comes out Next to week. be honest yeah we're recording this the week before this airs so yeah exactly let's just yeah but i mean everything happen. is being put in place as precautionary measures and i applaud the governments for what they're doing i mean nobody knows what the right response is so they're doing the best they can and what yeah. they think is the right response and we just all need to be safe and smart and, and calm and calm. Calm the fuck yeah, down. Like, like, no offense. I know it gets ahead of you, but like the panic is not going to help. Panic is never helpful in any situation, let alone in a global pandemic. Well, that is more of my concern is the panic that people have and the chaos that it can create versus what we're actually trying to deal with like yeah that's when people lose their goddamn minds that's well, when violence have. happens that's when looting yeah. happens yeah. that's when humans turn on other humans yeah and luckily yeah. i think we've been really good so far and this hasn't happened well there was only that here. one case at the loblaws by my work mm-hmm. when the guy pulled the gun on the, the other person for the toilet paper yeah like, and this is insane well no i thought he was saying you're looking at me i mean who knows like we can all speculate we weren't there but 
I don't even know for sure if that was related to this, but this yeah. is when it yeah, is a sh- it not gonna lie, guys. That is a shitty area of the city. Yeah, and it and it and I'm sure that spawned a lot of people to respond that way, thinking this is like a cur- direct connection to the pandemic. Well, the media would love that. Yeah. You know how they work, but yeah. The thing is, I think all of every restriction, everything about the actual pandemic in terms of like stay home, um, quarantine yourself. There's there's no like um you know crazy panicky situation about that. Go out and buy food if you need to buy food at that time. Like yeah, the just stores don't are be not out closed. and about. Yeah, exactly. So literally, the only chaotic panicky things that have happened are just our minds escaping ourselves. Not nothing of the actual situation has led to any crazy chaotic result. Well, this is a time when you should exercise the most amount of compassion and consideration for your neighbor and your fellow human, like help each other rather than hoard from each other. Well, that's the thing that I'm not getting. What the fuck is that solving? Look at that guy. Did you see that guy that bought, I think, $10,000 or $17,000 worth of hand sanitizer? Um, and hoarded it all and then now he is like targeted and being blocked from reselling it and now he's stuck with it good good well yeah absolutely like how dare you like who he should be forced to donate all of it again this is something i mentioned in the video is like this is not the time to be an opportunist like that isn't serving anything are doing that and you can't undo some things that you do right so the world is not ending so you are the person out there being an asshole hoarding stuff than trying to sell it at a huge markup to your community yeah you have to live there still yeah when you go back to work in a couple of weeks and when you go back to your classes and your gym yeah everyone's gonna remember that you're the twat hole that tried to fuck everyone over essentially for hand sanitizer and toilet paper paper. like come on so no people are sick but uh, you know not everyone and it is nice to see that some of the um grocery stores shoppers they're all opening an extra well that first hour for for elderly and and the people who are literally the ones who are at risk the ones it is an older person disease yeah and virus this is not a this is it's more affecting to them so let's be cautious to those people who are like seriously at risk more than us yeah and exactly like again just this is the time to practice more compassion and i think that we are seeing a lot of really positive reactions and responses from people, which is really nice. Like as a society, we seem to be coming together. There is that small group that are idiots. Yeah. And yeah. Being... We shouldn't focus on them. Yeah. Let's focus on Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we should always anyways, but yeah. no, they did a good thing. Don't. Yeah. Even... And I mean, everybody can do their small part to help out. So I think, you know, that's a perfect segue as well into our episode we have an another amazing guest i mean i don't even know why i say that because like all of our guests are, ma- are amazing know, like, that's why from we now have on, on we show. just know that we're obsessed with everyone yeah so we have well, how uh, about you can say we have another lauren yeah well actually yes try not to get confused when you listen to the episode because <laughs> the name lauren is mentioned she happens to yeah we share the same name we're both leos we're both born in august and we're only four days apart so it was all meant to be the universal line for this. And her and I shared a lot of similarities in yeah. our uh, career backgrounds, which yeah. is crazy. She's yeah. obviously our friend. Yeah, well, she's our <laughs> new best friend. Yeah. She knows this. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so, she agreed. You'll hear it. <laughs> yeah. So I will uh, introduce her. We've got Toronto Business Babes chapter leader. She's an event planner. She is a connection creating expert, community influencer, and she's been dubbed the future of the events industry by Meetings and Incentive Travel Magazine and featured in CMP Magazine's Women of Influence issue. She puts on absolutely amazing and visually beautiful events. I can fully attest to that. I've been there, been to a couple. They are amazing. They are uplifting. They're empowering. I can't recommend them enough. She is um, just someone who you want to be around. She's got an incredible energy and... I hope that whoever listens to this episode can take a lot away a lot away from it and will look into attending a Toronto Business Babes event or if you live somewhere else in Canada or the US look up Business Babes. Yeah, there's five chapters. Mm-hmm. Um I know there's one in Seattle, BC. So she'll tell you all about it. And without further ado, welcome to the show, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited about this. I feel like we've been trying to make this happen forever. We have. We have been. <laughs> it only took a quarantine and a pandemic to make it happen. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I think we tried since last summer, I want to say. Oh, for sure. Minimum. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right, Jess. It only yeah. took us being forced into our homes that where we can't leave to well, make we, this happen. Yeah, we knew we'd track you down eventually, so we just had to wait for our moment. <laughs> I love it. This is it. Thank you for your patience. It has been kind of a crazy year, but we're here. It has. And I'm excited. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we have so much to talk about. We have a lot of questions for you. We are so excited for you to tell everybody what you do and what uh, the Business Babes is all about. So actually, why don't we start with that? (laughs) Sure. So um, Toronto Business Babes is a chapter of a global brand called Business Babes Collective. Um, We have communities in Toronto, Vancouver, Victoria, Seattle, and San Diego. And it was started by a girl by the name of Danielle in Vancouver, I think it was about five or six years ago. And she really was noticing that there was a gap for female entrepreneurs that wanted to connect, but still have really cool experiences and make it pretty for the the gram and, and all like the really cool fun things that the millennial woman wanted. So she created this networking group in Vancouver and it's kind of grown from there. And it's been such a really cool journey to watch her vision grow and be a part of it. So, okay, just two questions. Is it kind of like you guys are helping out uh, with branding and things like that? For, for who? Like that's the service? No. So it's, um, it's an event based um, community. We host events monthly, whether it's, a workshop, an in-person evening event, a retreat, or a conference. And we give female entrepreneurs the tools that they need to be successful. So whether that is branding, accounting, productivity, confidence, like whatever it is you need to be successful in business, we partner with female entrepreneurs in our cities to bring that content to the local businesses. Yeah, I've been to one of the events and it was absolutely beautiful, like visually and quality-wise. It was fantastic your panel of guest speakers and experts were awesome like I really did learn a lot actually like you know with some of these events you always wonder if they're all going to be the same and if you really are going to take away anything and it was very informative but it was also just like uplifting like you're it's such a feel-good 
experience. Like you're there with all these other like-minded women that are excited and they've got all their great ideas, business plans, currently running, operating businesses and just sharing their wealth of knowledge, just chatting to each other. It's so like, it's how women should be. Like it's that vibe that everybody is just there to like support each other and love each other and encourage. So I can't say anything bad about the event. It was at the Broadview Hotel. That's the one I was at. Oh, the and yeah. yeah. And then there was a little marketplace up on the top floor mm-hmm. where a lot of these um, guests and experts and vendors had um, space to sell some of their products, which was awesome. I bought a couple of things and I just love that. It was so like small and intimate and like you really actually got to speak to people and really see their craft. So I hope that you keep doing that. <laughs> that sounds quite lovely. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was like a day out, right? Like you get to go and have some champagne and some snacks and just hang out and everyone's dressed up. So you just feel like you're at this really like special event. Oh, and actually I was at the one in the summer as well at um, Lavelle. Well, Lavelle, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. you come to Tia? Yeah. I was super confused. I'm yeah. like, oh my God, am I thinking of the wrong person? <laughs> no. I was yeah. at that one. It's so funny. It's like when you're at these events, you don't feel like that's what they are. You feel like you're just like at this like With really beautiful like hangout. Yeah. And yeah, because oh that. that's the one you spoke at. I saw you speak um, like I forget what you were speaking about, but uh, I don't think I got to see you speak at the one at the Broadview Hotel. I just you were just introducing the experts. Yeah, it's so funny too. When I look back at the one at the Broadview Hotel, so Danielle, the the founder of Business Babes, was she flew out for that one, and I was so scared of the microphone. I was like, "You have to do all the talking," and she was like, "What? (laughs) No!" And I like actually refused to talk about it because I was so nervous. But now I've like found my voice, and I feel comfortable with a mic, and I feel so much more confident with the community that now I can get on a mic and be super comfortable. So it's funny that only a couple months apart you notice the difference in how much has changed. Yeah. Well, it's funny too. Once you get used to having a mic, it's hard to stop once you're, once you're comfortable with it. And I, then you never want to give it up. I love it. Yeah. It's so funny. I'm like, wait, no, I'm not done. I have more to say. And they're like, yeah, you have been talking forever. <laughs> they're like, we're taking the talking stick away now. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> yeah. You're done. <laughs> I know, um, Lauren, you, um, well, my Lauren, you've been, uh, yeah, this could get confusing. Yeah, okay. You're Laura, Laura, okay. um, Laura's been, um, talking about these events and we've been trying to get to one. I know there was one, um, recently in that, Durham. Yeah. That we weren't mm-hmm. able to get to, but, uh, it's definitely a priority. Um, I need to, to go to one, but, um, everybody I, needs to go to one. Yeah, totally. And <laughs> it does sound like really fun, like, like, uh, super empowering from what you've said and, and what we've seen and. But you know what I had, what I did sign up for was one of the online courses, the goal okay. setting one, and I'm in the middle of doing it now. And Danielle is running that one, and uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, she is a badass. I like every time we have a, a chapter leader call, I'm just like, can you just keep talking? I want to soak up all of the like knowledge that you have to share. So I'm really glad you're enjoying that. Yeah. It's do awesome. you ever do any online courses like that too? It's so funny you ask. So obviously we're in a little <laughs> bit of a pivot right now with things that are going on mm-hmm. um yeah. so we will be coming out with some online offerings in the next couple yeah of i weeks. think we'll we'll find that most uh businesses and everything like that will be kind of doing a lot of online uh, online classes to supplement the uh lack of 
Face-to-face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. even my gym, my bar gym messaged me a whole bunch of online workouts for a simple price. I'm like, why is this not included? I'd like to know, <laughs> first of all, you assholes. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Everything is going online. So yeah. speaking of which, since you do your business is event focused and event dependent, how are you finding that? Are you, How do you deal with this kind of wrench in in your life? You know, it's not something that anybody would really expect or necessarily even plan for. Obviously, I don't think we can be so naive to think that we'll never be interrupted in our day to day, like on this mass level at some point. But it's just a, not something you think of. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, yeah, no one's really like, you know, in case of a pandemic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we might get a pandemic and be forced to stay home for weeks on end. <laughs> What's plan B? Yeah, it's funny because so on top of the Trump business page, my other business is also an event business. So I feel like a little shit kicked right now in, in the sense that like I felt like both my businesses were being attacked. And then I was like, hold on, don't be so selfish. The entire world is literally going through something right now. So how are we mm-hmm. going to look at this? What are we going to do to support both communities that I'm in? From a Toronto business-based perspective, 100% we're going to pivot. We're going to still serve our community. We're going to give them the content that they need, the support that they need. We're going to shout out the businesses. We're going to reach out to the ones that we know are vulnerable right now and see how we can help. And then we are going to introduce that online series of educational trainings. And then when the time is right and we're in the clear, we're going to do both. We're going to do online courses and we're going to do in-person events again. So that is still in our plan. We're just in a bit of a holding pattern. And then Mm -hmm. from my other side of the business, I have clients that have big incentive programs and conferences for hundreds of people that are planned all across the world. So it's been a really interesting time coaching them and guiding them through this change of season. And it's almost reassured me even more why I love so much what I'm doing because I can support these clients and help them navigate through this really scary time. Because when you're contracted for a six figure contract and you can't sell tickets, like you start to panic. So it's been really cool to navigate and, and see how we can come out on the other side of it. And I'm sure this is also showing you your strengths and bettering you as a businesswoman. And you're probably learning so much about yourself and how you're a lot more equipped than you probably thought you were. Yeah. yeah. Like, Exact today I got an email, a really good email that we successfully uh, protected my client against a really large contract that they couldn't fulfill because of everything going on. And it like put a like a pep in my step. I took the dog for a walk and I was like, oh, like, okay, I got this. I can do this. Like I almost yeah. reassured myself why I'm valuable, which gave me this over- mental game. <laughs> for sure. You overcame something, especially when um, like, like we just said, it, you, we are, we all are navigating these like unknown rocky waters. So when you can come and make a solution like that in your own business, that's huge. Good for you, girl. Yeah. Thanks. That's awesome. my, one of my clients texted me right when I updated them. She's like saying, we appreciate you is the understatement of my life. And I was like, Aww. Oh my God, that's so cute. Cause I know how stressful it is to be like, yeah, we signed a contract that we cannot fulfill, but we got yeah. it figured out. No, it's and stressful. Yeah, it's just, it's really exciting to see the, tr- the transition that I can support my clients through. So if anything, this has just like ignited the fire in me even more. Yeah, and it's nice that everybody is kind of able to relate to each other right now. Like it's not something that only one small group is going through. We're all able to, <laughs> to understand 
the pains that we're all experiencing. We're all in it together. And it's so nice that, yeah, and it's so nice to have people around you that have that confidence and that give you that reassurance. That's the like message that we need to be sending and the vibes that we need to be sending are like just positivity. Like we're going to get through this. This is not a forever thing. It's we're going to get through it. Yeah. Well, this, this, uh, sorry, what's that saying? This too shall pass. Yeah. 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 But also, um, it's nice to like put your heads together and like come up with these things together. Cause like you said, it is a confidence booster. It is something like that. So staying positive and having these like good, good stories are helpful I think definitely yeah. 100%, that's what people yeah. need to hear yeah. it definitely took me a couple days because I was like oh oh yeah my god <laughs> what yeah. is going to happen like a lot of industries are being impacted right now every industry every yeah. single one yeah so I was yeah. like how are we going to band together and like support each other through this and I understand with my venue partners like I understand you had contracted revenue coming in and I understand you have bills and I understand all of that so how are we going to work together to make this happen? And I think this is an opportunity for us to show humanity and for us to work together in such a positive and like light way, given the situation and not snapping at each other and demanding things and yelling at each other. It's been a huge, huge lesson in humanity, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, keeping keeping flexible and, and things like that are just, uh, and calm. I think that's the main thing. I think we've noticed so much panic in terms of like, um, the grocery stores and well you know everything that's going on like that and I think if everyone just took a breath stayed really calm things will will pass and things will will happen and things will be Let okay it. yeah yeah I saw a meme that said based on how the world is reacting reacting to coronavirus I'm not surprised the government hasn't told us about aliens and I was like oh my god <laughs> it's so true <laughs> it's so true but the thing is, half of people would be like so excited and just like, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. I'd be one of those people. Yeah. And then other people would be like sheer panicking, like they're going to come and they're going to suck our brains out of our heads and they're going to anal probe us. Yeah. Well, it's all okay. the stereotypical alien theories. Wait, yeah. so you believe in aliens? Yeah, I do. So you think the government is like hiding this big secret? I don't know if they're hiding a big secret, if it has anything to do with the government, but I definitely think there's something else out there. There has to be. There's no way we're the See, only Lawrence planet. See, believe in yeah. aliens. <laughs> Lawrence <laughs> and their aliens. Um, well, I agree with you only in the sense that like, it would be really, I think, naive or just quite ridiculous to assume that we'd be the only life, especially since... And that's just in our galaxy with our planets and our universe. I don't even know what universe or galaxy is the right one. But or even which one we're in. Yeah, there's millions upon millions. Multi-dimensions. It's, it's infinite and infinity, you yes. know? So it's hard to Maybe. assume that would be like the only life. I love where and, this conversation's going, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do derail from time to time, it. you'll notice. Yeah, it could go, we could be talking about like women empowerment and the events that are going on and all of a sudden of course aliens are yeah. important but yeah <laughs> so well to get back on track yeah. if we must we'll we'll rein it in eventually <laughs> yeah you started with the modern collective right mm-hmm. um, so tell us a little bit about that and how that like kind of did that yeah. segue into business babes or was it yeah we want to hear about your like the businesses and in, in that sense or yeah. was it in like um at the same time? It's kind of a funny story. So I have been an event planner my entire career. 
I went to school for it. I graduated right away and got a job with a company. And I've always loved the event side of things, but I hate being told what to do. I hate... Oh, like, I have that same problem. Yeah. <laughs> I like... Are you I, a Leo? I am. So am wow. I. Oh my God. What's your Enneagram number? My what? Your what? What? Okay, you guys have to research your Enneagram number. You're going to make so much more sense to yourself after Are you, you saying do. onion? No, Enneagram. Enneagram. Yeah. Your onion gram number. I'm like, whoa. Okay, well I'll I'll be Googling that after Research for it. sure. Yeah. But Me when too. when is your birthday? August third. I'm Imagine. August seventh. Imagine though. Yeah, well so destiny. That would yeah, be really weird. Totally. Um, um speaking but of yeah. <laughs> so I was working corporate and I was living in Toronto and I was like, you know what, I just I wanted more. My my dad had got sick in my early 20s and I stayed home to help take care of him. And I was like, I was ready to live that gypsy life. So I moved out west. I luckily stayed at the same company. But when I moved out there, I was like, how do you make friends as an adult? Like, this is, I, I don't know what to do. Do I, like, I don't think Bumble BFF had come out yet. And I think it was still taboo at that time. Yeah. Right. Um, so I went on Meetup, and in Vancouver, there was this a group called Van City Business Babes, and I went to one of their events, and met Danielle, and I was like, oh my god, she would be like the perfect friend, she's amazing, I like, she's so inspiring. So I literally messaged her, and I was like, would you like to go for coffee with me? Like, who does that? And it worked, we went for coffee and became really, really good friends, and I lived out there for about two years. And we would go for coffee and we'd have like strategy meetings and I'd go to their events. And it was just this really beautiful community of women that wanted to help women. So I kind of clung on to that while I was out there. My work situation ended up becoming really toxic and negative and I had to leave. And I moved back home and I said to her, I'm like, oh my God, Toronto doesn't have something like this. We had some networking groups, but it was more for women in like CEO positions or like kids that just graduated college. And I, I couldn't find one in between that represented a similar thing in Van City Business Babes did. So we started Toronto and that would have been two years ago. And then the modern collective side of things, because I was an event planner and I always wanted more, I had always been looking for how I would make that jump and what that would look like. And so I actually registered the business name in I think it was like 2015 or 2016. And it just laid dormant. And then I created an Instagram, or sorry, a Facebook group for event planners under the name Modern Collective. And it just like, life got busy and it kind of died. And then when I moved home, I was like, okay, it's time. It's time to do to do the thing. And they both kind of grew into businesses at the exact same time. So you kind of like, in a way, maybe subconsciously held yourself accountable to do what you originally wanted to do by creating the modern collective and even though it laid dormant for a while it was always there so you always knew that like you were going to come back to it and you were going to do something with it and I think and I think that's awesome like it's it's a way to like kind of create a goal but and hold yourself accountable to it but like you don't have to be a slave to it Mm -hmm. until you're really ready yeah I think you know timing is important as well I know everyone is is supposed to go for their goals but sometimes the timing just doesn't uh, line up and then you can come back to it when you do have the time to focus or the energy to focus or the ability. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I think it's really important that you said 
I know that like people kind of laugh at it, but you said, um, you know, who does that? I asked some woman to go for coffee with me. But I think that is actually something that is undervalued. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're going to like for jobs and you're trying to learn maybe about an industry that you're getting into or for like career purposes, people always say, oh, set up a coffee with somebody that's in the industry, a professional that's, you know, with lots of experience, which is great. But at the same time, how do you make friends as an adult? especially if you've moved somewhere new, you find something that you're interested in and you seek out other people that have those same interests or are working within that industry or something and make that connection. I think that's actually so smart and more people should probably practice that or exercise it because I think a lot of people are probably in the same boat where they're like, oh, I kind of wish I had someone that would reach out to me and maybe they're too nervous to do it. So it's a yeah. good message to send to people that it's okay to like ask someone out for a coffee. Well, and we've kind of learned that with our podcast, um, just all of our guests, we've literally just asked them yeah, and like, so cool. you know, yeah. And, and maybe we didn't have like, especially when we were first starting out, we still kind of are. Um, but uh, a lot of people, we thought it would be harder to kind of get these guests and, some of our guests, um, our guests were are really, really busy and all, you know, as you know, yeah. and uh, we found that we've just literally asked people and every girls, women want to help each other. So I think that the simple fact of just reaching out and doing that small extension is important. Just ask. 100%. And I think that's why, because we get asked or we, or people say to us all the time that the vibe with Toronto businesses is just different. And I think that's why, because... I know how uncomfortable it is to be in an environment where you don't have friends that feel right, or you don't have friends that are along the same journey as you are in the same life phase as you. And, and it is awkward to say like, Hey, will you be my friend and have it be genuine? Yeah. So, hard. Well, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mean Toronto versus Vancouver or just I, in general? I just mean in life in general, like it, it is hard to, to find that network of women that are in the same life stage as you. And yeah. that's how it's curated at all the events is we say right off the bat, like, guys, everyone that has shown up at this event is in the exact same space as you. So if you want to ask someone for coffee, ask them for coffee. If you want to be friends with them, literally ask them. It shouldn't be so awkward. And it works. Like, my business coach and my, like, business BFF, we joke, my business bestie, she, I, like, Instagram DM'd her. Alyssa? The one Alyssa, you posted? Yeah. 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 Yeah, she's amazing. Awesome. I think people are more, women especially, are more willing to help each other than not. And that's another stigma that we're all still working to break down as women, at least most women, I I think and I hope. Hope, yeah. Because it is kind of, we are positioned to be like nasty and cutthroat and like bitches. And we want to like step on each other to get to the top where... In the groups that I've experienced, yeah, that's not the case. Not like, at all. I, I don't think I know any women. Maybe I, I that's a lie. We did an episode about it. <laughs> well, that's I, I know specific, like you know. one or two individuals that seeked out women to destroy in, in essence. Like, what? yeah, but th- those are people with like, that's not like a typical business experience. That person was mentally ill. No, but I don't mean a business, just in business. I mean, in, oh, in life, general? like yeah. some women just aren't interested in being 
kind and supportive and uplifting with other women and empowering like they're just yeah they want to be the top they want to be the best and if they have to like cut other people down to do so they will but yeah. as i say like that has not been the general experience like most women and going back to like asking women to be on our podcast like they are just more than willing and quickly too it's not yeah. we haven't had to like you know most. borderline beg people or anything like it's usually comes from one reach out, one email, one DM, yeah. or somebody knows that. somebody. So it's it's just been such a great experience. And I think it's growing, like we're feeding yeah. each other. And yeah. the more women that experience the same are willing to do the same. So it's so like, well, infectious in the best way. You're unlike the coronavirus. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a good infection. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you're absolutely right. And I found that this sim like us doing this podcast like i always you know this is why we started this we always loved um empowering women and doing our best that way but having so much support from other women it, it is infectious you do want to keep going on with that and you do want to spread that with other people so as much as we're getting it back we're motivated to to give it out right and yeah so it is yeah. i think it's the best way to go and i think sometimes in the business world specifically you know not ju not just in life but in the business world women are positioned in a certain way and it, it is unfortunate because you know the top ceos are bitchy or you know what i mean they're catty like that sometimes well, well they're, they're not there's yes exactly sorry stereotype. Stereotype. stereotype that way it's and they're kinda, really not yeah they're not really like that they're not and it, it's kind of crazy though my background is in the financial industry and i came from big banking and all that stuff for the past like six years or the beginning six years of my career and when I was in it, I was like, this is amazing. There's so many women supporting women and it's so great to see women VPs and all this type of stuff. And then when you leave it, you kind of realize it's not really actually how it seems. Like, yes, there was there was a lot of women supporting women, but there was still that cattiness and 100%. still that like, like I'm super nice to your face, but then I'm going to go and like tear you down behind, behind your back. And that is not who I am, but that's not how I function at my core. So looking no. back and doing all like the self work, you realize there was a reason I was so miserable and there was a reason I was depressed and I wasn't myself. It's because I was surrounding myself with people that weren't in line with who I am. And now yeah. being on the entrepreneurial side of things, it's so cool to be able to surround yourself with women that are just like you and women that get it. And you genuinely feel comfortable sharing your business with because you know, they're not going to try and undercut you or steal your idea. So it's, it's almost like a comforting feeling being an entrepreneur, even though it's such an unsteady and scary world to be in. It is. And it's, it's great that like as an entrepreneur for a man or a woman, you kind of dictate um, the way it goes, but uh, we are lucky to have, you know, services like yours and, and other things like that to help women. You know, what's funny. I think we kind of have a similar story. I did a lot of years in finance as well. And my experience, and also I do event coordination as well on the, kind of like on the side, I do mostly weddings in the summer. Oh, cool. Um, so it's funny how we have like the, the financial and the, and the event yeah, coordinations, um, similar background. But when I was in finance, I found that it wasn't so much um, that the women were super catty, the ones in, in you know, um, upper level roles. It was more that there just were less of them because it is still difficult for women to excel in roles like that, especially, um, you know, specifically financial advisors, because it takes so much time to build that business. So it is funny to see that, uh, 
there we were I was so surrounded by men in those upper level roles and the women that were there were I don't know they were I didn't find they were super empowering I didn't find it was such a nice like welcoming environment I think because they probably were trying to, in a way, compete, right? In a man's and, world. And they're trying to prove their worth. So they don't have, like, Time they don't have the it. space, the yeah. mental space yeah. to help the women that are up and coming or, like, their counterparts, whatever, because they're too busy focusing on number one, which I don't hate on. Me neither. Because we've all been in that position where you're not super confident to own your position or maybe own like the skill set that you have yet because you are sort of like taught to feel lesser and be lesser I think that's what it is I think they were just evil and this is obviously generally speaking but I think they just found it easier at that point to relate to the guys um as opposed to to other women because it is such a male dominated industry and it's hard to to have the like we know that men and women have different characteristics and traits. So I think in that sense, it was just easier to relate to the kind of like masculine type industry. Yeah, yeah. it's funny looking back as we're having this conversation. I'm trying to reflect on the people in that industry that made such an impact on me. And I, there was one man and one woman, and they both were my um, like my my bosses, I guess at that point. And I had never experienced this in any other capacity in any other world but my one male boss was actually my biggest cheerleader he would put me up for promotions nice. i wasn't ready for he would send me education he would pay for courses he would do everything he could to help me succeed and it like wasn't in a weird like inappropriate kind of way like him and his wife were like two of my closest friends like it was a genuine i want Aww. to help you succeed type of way and then the other one was actually my boss when i worked at one of the big banks and she was a VP of like huge mortgage department. Like she was just such a badass woman. And there was zero like drama. There was zero cattiness. She was just like boss and amazing and supportive. And she was such a cool chick. And I always, even to this day, I look up to her because I can only imagine what her journey was like to get where she is. And the fact that she didn't let that harden her and she still wanted to support the women underneath her. I was like, oh. You get it. You're one of the good ones. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And that's Mm -hmm. what we need. And it's funny because I, again, I'm reflecting as well. And the people that have made the most impact on me and who I feel I've learned from are actually my last couple bosses. Um, I've changed careers, or not careers, but I've worked at different places over the past few years. And um, I worked for a major bank for a number of years as well. And my boss there she was just the best like she was just so there for you and she had the back of her whole team male or female because there was both on the team but she was just someone that you could really look up to and she was she was really neutral which I appreciated but Mm -hmm. she also was relatable and Mm -hmm. she was someone who didn't have children and I have children and when I worked there I had kids and she was still like it was nice to have a boss that was compassionate if I needed to stay home or whatever the reasons were because maybe my child was sick or just was up all night because I had a new baby or whatever the case was she was so supportive and I think that's something that makes a huge difference like that's probably why 
I remember and like feel so strongly and respect her so much because she was a boss, but she was also just a human. Like she was just a caring individual. Exactly. And then my boss after her, very similar uh, management type. And she was a mother. And so she really, really got it. But it was just, they were such smart, intelligent, like encouraging women that were truly there to help the their their team as a whole succeed and it was so refreshing because when I really got started in my marketing career I had a male boss and he was none of those things and I'm not saying that is typical for men but it was such a different dynamic and like leaving that position I was so scared to take on any new corporate role because I was like I don't I can't deal with this again. Like, yeah. I hate him. Like, it was so powerful and it definitely was a bit traumatizing. And to go into my new roles, which I went to the bank after that experience. Um, Where is that guy from? Yeah, I'll tell you after. Um, <laughs> actually, <laughs> um, I, I, I'll tell it. Um, I worked for Booster Juice in the as a marketing coordinator at head office in uh, Toronto. And he was just, I don't know if he was just like really insecure about himself uh his wife is actually and i don't know if she is still but she was the head of hr at adidas so i think there was a bit of that sort of like uh like like, small man syndrome yeah like he he probably hated that his wife was more successful than him and but he talked very highly of her which was nice and i appreciate that um but anyway he was just like the regional manager whereas we had a national manager and he was fantastic but he his he was operated he operated out of bc um but anyway that when i i went on mat leave from that position and when the national manager contacted me to say hey like you know mat leave is nearing an end are you coming back i was like no and i was very honest with him i was like i can't work under him (laughs) so and so so and so um because i just felt so demeaned he did really strange things like tracked when I came into the office and when I left the office like it was just like really belittling micromanaged yeah totally micromanaged um I do think that he felt a little bit threatened because I had a lot of ideas and like I'm not sitting here tooting my own horn but I was a very eager like individual because I was just starting out my career so as you should be for Christ's sake yeah and and anyway so it was just like that's just an example of like how experiences can really shape you and how it was something that I feared moving forward in my career and changing jobs because I was like what if I have a male boss or again and what if he's like this and what am I going to do I'm just going to keep quitting or like not moving up in the world and then I had these super empowering supportive intelligent lovely female bosses and that gave me confidence like I really took hold of my roles and like wasn't afraid to speak up, wasn't afraid to put forward ideas. And now I feel like I don't care who my boss is now, which I actually have a female boss again, and she's another incredible woman, like just so, so very cool. And so it's just like, there's nothing more empowering than that. Like you just, I feel like I could run a company. Like I'm that empowered by all my, my most recent experiences. And um, and how productive does that make you? Because exactly. I just want to put a disclaimer out there for anybody who is a boss. Micromanaging is like the most ineffective, most ridiculous tactic you can take with your employees. 
that needs to go. It Send will, that out. It will Send cut. that out with the coronavirus. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're over that now. Stop fucking doing that. And I'm sorry that it irks me because, like, I can't You've imagine. You've had experiences with this. I sure do. And I, it makes me want to, like, strangle people when they think that micromanaging is, is effective and not a form of, like, oppressive abuse sometimes. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Like, I'm not being productive when you're breathing down my neck anyways absolutely i'm a little heated on that one <laughs> i just find it so it, it's it's so detrimental to the business it's so detrimental to my performance stop doing it it's detrimental to your mental health too. yeah it makes the job which i might otherwise love it makes it unbearable sometimes yeah absolutely. so i just bosses need to know that and also another little tidbit not everyone <laughs> can be a boss yeah, I know. Literally, <laughs> just gonna say that. Tell us how you really Sorry, feel, Jess. Is, I just, I'm so glad I <laughs> have a podcast. Go I can fucking <laughs> say my piece, but like, I I just can't. Oh, anyways, not everyone is a good boss. Okay, just because you're in a position of leadership does not mean you're suited for it. And yeah, that's the end of my rant. Rant over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm much <And> better now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Moving it's kind of funny yeah. though because I remember when I used to be a manager. Um, I remember I was like 27 and I got handed like the big girl job and I was making the like super sexy salary, the corner office, like all that stuff. And I was managing like a decently big team with like huge responsibility. I still to this day have no idea why they gave me this role. It, I was not qualified for it. It like count my blessings because it, it helped me transition out of a really negative situation, but I, it was just a very big role. And I look back now and I have to laugh because I'm like, I was not ready to be a manager in that capacity. I like I was managing people that could have been my parents and they weren't looking at me with a level of authority, even though I tried and like I, I did all the things and I was supportive and I was all these things, but in my heart, I just wasn't yet ready to be a manager. Whereas now all I want to do is support people and I want people to be able to look up to me and ask me questions and I want to be able to manage a team and other entrepreneurs through their journey. So mm-hmm. it's, it is crazy how you go through these ebbs and flows of what you're prepared for in life. Well, and it, being a manager, you might be qualified because you have experience in the position, but being a manager in any position of leadership is its own, um, you know, set of qualifications. It's its own thing. So you can't not, that's why you have to like practice that. You can't just be a manager one day. It takes time to get there and it takes time to, uh, be able to to really pull that role off. So yeah. I think that 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 training needs to be, uh, I think, more emphasized in, in companies. It really does. Well, I think that's there's something to be said for fake it till you make it also. And in those situations, like I've been thrown into some roles too, where I want the role because yeah. yes, it yeah. comes with like a sexier salary or it just comes with more responsibility that I will growth. Yeah, exactly. But it is very intimidating. But that's when I say like, okay, I'll fake it till I make it. Hopefully, hopefully I'm not found out. Um, but that is like a way of learning too, right? Like you just have to kind of rise to the occasion. Yeah. And guys, I think you should both give yourselves a little more credit there. I'm sure they didn't find you on the street and were like, you'll do. Like, <laughs> sure you had some sort of, <laughs> I'm sure they had a reason to put you both in those. And I'm sure you're both qualified, but I'm sure it was also a growth, um, you know, growing opportunity for you both to, 
to really fall, fill into that role, but I'm sure that you had some sort of reasoning <laughs> for being there. Well, thanks. Thanks Thank for the, uh, yeah, thanks the for bigging us up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I believe in you, even though y'all did not believe in yourselves at that time. Well, it's an interesting thing, too, is that's when imposter syndrome can oh really, God. really mm-hmm. come into play. Did you guys feel that? I oh have felt God, that. Yeah. I feel that now still. Yeah. I Actually, do too. I have felt that before, but yeah, it cripples you sometimes. You're just like, I, I like, I can't move. Like every, they're going to think I'm a fraud. They're going to think my ideas are good. I don't deserve this. And then you reality check yourself and you get like a good email or you get something good happen. And you're like, no, I can do this. And I am worthy. And like, I, I find, I don't know if you guys can relate, but being a woman in business is so much of being your own mm-hmm. cheerleader and giving yourself morning pep talks. Absolutely. <laughs> but that's guys, that's where we're, like us fellow ladies come into it. Because for me, imposter syndrome, anytime I've ever felt those feelings, it's it's my anxiety speaking up and reach out. That's when you can reach out to your network and your and your girls and your connections and even people that aren't part of your business or part of your business network, but just your friends. And and, you know, like I have some girlfriends. I'm like, I need a pep talk right now. And then that's when that comes in so that's when you reach out to those girls it, unless you can do it for yourself I know sometimes I get way too into my head yeah. and it's hard to pull myself out sitting there when I'm at work and then I'm like even more so not being productive and now it's the spiral and it's lunchtime so like sometimes <laughs> you just really need a quick bump up but that's when I think people can come into it you know that have that, that can support you and do support you yeah. yeah having the networks like the business babes even if you're totally. not you know, starting a business or entrepreneurial and you just want to be surrounded by that kind of confidence and that kind of compassion and support, that's where you want to go. Like those are the kind of networking events that you need to be at just to suck in, literally absorb that energy. The positivity. Yeah. Well, it is nice. Like you say, when people are looking for friends, like, like you said, Lauren, just now um, about not maybe you're not being an entrepreneur. It's not about business, but it is a group of positivity and it's not just like it's a set of positive friends built in. It's not just like friends, you know, for the sake of friends. It's also already um, a lot of like positivity and empowerment and support already there. A hundred percent. I really noticed as I like as I got older, I'm not even that old, but I started to notice <laughs> <laughs> once I started to like leave my early twenties that the friendships changed. Like I still two of my closest friends are friends from like one of them since we were five and the other one since we were like 15 so I still definitely do have that long like lifetime friends but they're different types of friendships and they're they're definitely different things to navigate and you go to your friends for different types of support than you would go to your business bestie or I'm part of a mastermind and I go to them with like hey guys I don't know if I'm going to be able to make the sales that I I targeted what do I do and they jump in with like 15 different options whereas I would never go to my childhood best friend with like uh I have a business question like you, you have to learn to pivot and create different types of friendships for different areas of your life. Yeah, that's an excellent point too. And I think as women, we kind of forget that like your friends or your one best friend doesn't have to serve every single purpose no. in your life. And well, even though support is support, it obviously is a little more helpful slash productive if the support can be kind of angled into um, a direction that can give like, you know, applicable advice for that moment. 
100%. Obviously, like I said, I can go to my girl. I'm like, I need a, a pep up right now and have a pep talk. She's like, your ass is huge. You know, like hair yeah. for days. I'm like, okay, I could do this. But <laughs> sometimes it's easier to get real, like, you know, applicable business um, answers and help on. Well, when you have friends that are in specific industries or have careers or have the expertise and they can give you the information that you need or the advice that you're looking for that your other friend otherwise may not like maybe you have like a more hippie like lackadaisical kind of friend who is the one that's gonna just like zen you and like tell you how beautiful you are and that your skin looks great and that's (laughs) that's the friend you need too but then you have the friend that's like you know, analytical and a numbers person and yeah, very, very business focused. That's the person you want to go to if you have business questions. And again, I, I know I said it, but I just think it's important as we grow and become like adults, like forget that I'm an adult sometimes and a mom, but um, (laughs) we're old. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's just, it's something that you don't learn growing up that that's going to be a thing that you face. Like you feel that this is your core group and these are your friends and they have to serve every single purpose for the rest of your lives or the rest of your friendship. And, you know, they have to be the ones to go to for everything where that's just not the case. And you're going to make new friends and different friends and they're going to serve different purposes. And that is completely acceptable. And you shouldn't have your, like if your friends say like, Oh, well, why didn't you come to me for that and get offended? Like they shouldn't. And they need to know that too, but some people do. Right. And you as the person asking for advice needs to, say like, no, no, like you're the, my go-to for X, Y, Z. This is just the person that I go to for this. And everybody should be more understanding of that and accepting because we just all have different talents. Yeah. That we can bring to the table. I just want to say um, how girl power, what you just said was, because I think a lot of people um, look to their partners. They're, they're, you know, usually in Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. speaking heterosexually, their male partners to fill all the roles, but you didn't even consider, not that you didn't consider him, but like, that's not even an option sometimes because girls and women, your girls, your women are so important in your life. So I just want to say like, congrats on that because a lot of people do focus on their partner and, and kind of like shut out their girlfriends for a lot of their things. So it's fantastic when we do have those girls at all times around us. And then like as much as I love my boyfriend or whatever boys and whatever I <laughs> which I do blah 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 as much as I love boys yeah all of <laughs> you them you know how it is um, but I believe in the um the sex in the city quote that our girls are our soulmates and the guys are just there for fun essentially like obviously not to that extent but you know what I mean my boyfriend's literally in the next room it's like eh, he's left he's like whoa okay <laughs> Good to know. no but it's important though because while we may put that on our partners they may not want that pressure well, and like, they can't handle it i don't think yeah One and they don't can. have all the answers so i think most men again if we're speaking heterosexual or any partner in any kind of relationship they just can't be everything to you so well, it's important yeah. to, to have exactly and you shouldn't want that. And we have talked about this time and time again. Women support, I believe, women support women better and easier because we are more relatable to each other. Well, yeah. It's much easier to go to a bunch of business babes and discuss, you know, business things together than and and, and relate to each other than it is to talk to a dude. They just don't face what we face sometimes. So, 
I just, uh, we can't be, I can't, uh, believe in your, your, what you're doing more. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) So you said there's a couple chapters. Mm -hmm. How does that work? So each chapter is run by a different leader and we each, Mm -hmm. um, we obviously work from top down. We make sure that we are on brand, the messaging that we're sharing, the visuals that we're sharing are very much on brand but we kind of have our own control over what happens in our own city. So um, I'm the only city that does retreats and conferences. The other cities do more workshops, online morning events. We kind of do what each community asks for. Like the community that we have in Toronto is so different than the community that we have in Seattle. So the Seattle chapter leader does a really good job at servicing her community, but what she does there wouldn't work in Toronto and, and vice versa. Okay. So like, can you just break it down a little bit for us? Like who would be the people that would benefit? Let's speak in, in terms of Toronto. Cause that's where we are. Um, would benefit from like working with business babes in Toronto the most. Yeah. So it's anybody that either has a business is in business or wants to start a business. So the, the tools and resources that we provide are from local women that have perfected their craft. So whether we're talking about productivity then we're going to talk to a productivity strategist about how to build your calendar, what your week looks like, how to do a, a new launch, like things that they've really perfected through their years of experience. And that can relate literally to anyone. So if I have a business, I obviously at one point am going to be in launch. But if I am the CEO of a company or I'm a junior level coordinator at a company, I can use those skills in every area of my life. So we, we do focus on the entrepreneurs, but what we're noticing in Toronto is that we literally have every range of person coming. So we have college and university students that really just want to get in this environment and, like you guys were saying earlier, soak up the energy of the type of women that we surround ourselves with. So it kind of goes, it's a huge range of people and they can work with us from just attending a one-off event they can sign up for one of our masterminds. We have an action takers club, our new um, offering that we're going to be chatting about shortly. So there's different ranges of ways that they can get involved. And, and so anyone can join? Anyone, yeah. We've even had guys buy tickets to events as long as they're there for the right reasons. Like we're not a dating service. You have to come Aww. and be involved in, with us if you have a product, a service, or something that will benefit um, our community. Like we've had some really great partners that have been male. So it's not just female. We literally welcome everybody to our our community. Guys can be babes too. Totally. 100%. So, but did guys come there trying to get a date? Um, I wouldn't put it past them. We've definitely heard a couple people be like, "So," or like hit us up on LinkedIn, or like just like be oh super, my God. super sly. We've so. talked about this before. How LinkedIn is not a dating site, guys. Oh. We repeat. You know, we try and throw men a bone where we say, like, (laughs) we are not man haters. Like, there's so many incredible men in the world, in our lives, you know. But then you've got those ones and you're just like, God damn it. We're trying to help you out here. Can you just not... I try and turn everything into a dating site? Like They give us the material sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Or turn everything, like, like... Okay, so I have to an example. Yes. So I posted (laughs) on my personal Facebook page, which is very dominated with people from my old industry, 
since I left, I've kind of ignored Facebook and I just like, it's a, it's a whole thing. So everybody's ignoring yeah, Facebook. Everyone, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So I posted the Harvey Weinstein sentencing announcement ah. and I was like, his, cause his reaction was, I think that men are confused. And so I being myself and very heated about the topic, I wrote men, let me make this clear for you. Since you're so confused, don't ever put a woman in a position that you wouldn't want your mother or daughter to be in. And I'm yeah. like, end of story. Like, it cannot be that hard to understand. No, that and is like the simplest. Well, b- right? to be, I'm not sure if that guy um, just playing devil's advocate was was quoting Carvey Weinstein because he literally said that in his like defense. About, no, that's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I said, to do- I, I don't know how it's so confusing. Let me, yeah. let me mansplain yeah. this to you. And in the comments, it was like <laughs> a bunch that. of women being like, well said, hell yeah, like this is disgusting. A couple of men were super supportive. And one guy came at me like, don't, or Harvey doesn't speak for most men. And I was like, no, he doesn't. Anyways, it was this whole thing. And I was like, and that guy's an idiot. No offense. Right? But like, why the fuck are you getting defensive? Clearly Harvey Weinstein doesn't speak for most men. We wouldn't presume that most <laughs> men are sicko rapists. <laughs> like nobody's saying that ever. I know. But Jesus. he's just like, and I don't even know him well. And so I had other women that were following Ew. the feed, like messaging me being like, oh, this guy's a piece of work. Like I would just quit while you're ahead. And I was like, no, I'm not going to quit while I'm ahead. If he wants to make himself look like a complete idiot on my Facebook, game on. And it just kept and going. And also, yeah, this is your Facebook. Do whatever yeah. you want. Yeah. So I, I went head to head with him and like totally put him in his place and he never responded. And like, it's just so funny not. though that men... He's like, well, I'm not like that. So, like, I need to defend myself. And I quit. You're kind of being like that's, that by being like this. Yeah. No, and that's not whole, what you were saying. You weren't no. saying, like, you specifically were just, you know. <laughs> Men specifically. Yeah. Like, it, and, and that's the thing. Why, you know, I get that we all are going to defend ourselves if we feel, like, backed into a corner, if we feel we're yeah. being personally attacked. That's natural, natural behavior. But it's like, why are we not allowed to have these opinions? Like, as women, why are we not allowed to call it out and say, like, if you are confused by yeah. a situation yeah. where a woman may be saying no to you for very obvious reasons, but you're not sure, this is how to break it down in the most simplest of terms. Yeah. And exactly. Just to You've prevent. all had mothers. Not all have sisters. But, like, come on. It's also just common sense. Like, yeah, totally. Well, I think if somebody... Guys, let's be real. If somebody's going to be defensive about that, like, if, say, the situation were reversed... And a woman did something and a man posted, like, you know, girls, you, just to prevent confusion. I personally wouldn't probably be offended by that because I'm not guilty of that. I'm not yeah, to say that exactly. that man is guilty of any sort of rape. Obviously, I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, for those that do get defensive, it's a little questionable as to why you're defensive. Why don't you see it as wrong? And yeah, also, I think there's something... Exactly. Yeah. And I yeah. think there's something to be said for just screen warriors right like everybody wants to have yeah, their two crazy. cents in yeah. they want their piece to be heard and it really has no <laughs> bearing on anything other than they just want to like start a fight or be involved in something and it's like okay well you're obviously just like sad and miserable yeah. and alone and yeah. that's why you're doing this this is your way of getting some form of attention i just think men and like, women yeah well totally this is not a male thing and it's just but it's just like if this is where you want to your two cents in like Think again, you big friggin' weirdo. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. I haven't talked to you in six <laughs> like, years. I want to meet that guy. Yeah. 
I yeah. need to sit him down and, and all those micromanaging bosses out there. Like, come on. <laughs> that should be your next. Not tonight, my friends. <laughs> that should be your next networking event. Yeah, it should be. Hey, what? How not to be like Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, well, if, if for fuck's sakes, if we need an event to show this, then our, we're in a really bad spot. <laughs> totally. Oh, so so speaking off. of those kinds of struggles, yeah. <laughs> Outside of that, what other struggles, though, do you find you do face in these kinds of, like, in this business that you're in? Um, and how do you deal with them? Yeah, I think a really big one that I had to learn in the last couple of months is that not everybody has the same heart as me. So I am the Aww. first to admit that I wear my heart on my sleeve. I mm-hmm, Me give, too. Yeah, I give way more than I should. I trust people way more than I should. I truly me too. Will, yeah. I truly believe that if women support women and we come together, that we literally can change the world. And realizing that not everyone feels that way or people aren't authentic. That's my biggest thing. Like, I'm authentic in a painful way. Like, people are like, you did not say that. I'm like, I did. And it's me. And I'm just going to go with it. Like, you're never going to see a hidden version of me. I'm just, I'm who I am. And realizing not everyone's like that has been a really big struggle for me because I've trusted people I shouldn't. I've gotten into business with some friends that ended up screwing me. It's just, it's uncomfortable and it's really crappy to have that feeling. But I mean, it's a business lesson, right? And you kind of have to go through it and you have to learn through it and you have to just continue to show up who, as who you are and how you want to and understand that not everyone is It's not you. just, yeah, it's not just a business lesson. That's actually one of my... Um, toughest life lessons that I've ever had to deal with is that not everyone's like me and it's I've been hurt a lot by it from you know a, a multitude of different types of relationships and um it's it's hard when you come to that real realization but I think for people uh like us who are like that it's it's a it's a must know like you have to figure that out otherwise you'll just keep perpetuating this like cycle of of hurting yourself and and not being healthy right but then, what, like, where's, where do you draw the line between, like, becoming hard? You know, like, that's my struggle is I always want to show I don't up. think we'll be able to be hard because we are, like, those types that wear your heart on your sleeve. I don't think it's possible to, to become so jaded. That's true. I, I'm the kind of person want to. Like, I put my walls up so quickly. So, it, I don't know. It's hard. Like, with, with the people that have screwed me, like, I'm sorry, you're done. Like, you're cut. But the next person, Ooh, <laughs> I'm very like, you screw me once again. Yeah. Like, I'm not even going to give you a chance to hurt me again. But it, it is that fine line of like, do I trust someone else? And it, it goes literally in every every realm of your world, business, dating, friends. It's a big thing to have to wrap your head around. Yeah, you're right. Well, absolutely. And the two words that you said are so hot buzzwords right now is trust and authenticity. Mm-hmm. Because that's something that we're facing just constantly in the media, especially on social platforms, yeah. even more so because Hard to everybody know who is anyone is anymore. Exactly. You don't know if, you know, they're representing a brand, if they actually mean what they're saying or they actually use it, if, you know, what they're allegedly standing for, um, as you know, speaking from an influencer kind of perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Is this real? Like you, we don't get to know these people for the most part outside of the screen. What they portray—that's the whole point. It's them portraying it. It's not. It's 
it, it might not be a real glimpse or a snapshot of what's of what they are. Yeah, and we all know that social media typically is a highlight reel. So yeah. it's something that people have to work really, really hard for to be authentic, to prove authenticity, and to gain trust. Mm-hmm. Well, because sometimes... You it, you can't get it back. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And especially if you are on some kind of like you have some sort of fame whether it's celebrity or influencer or whatever the case may be once you have lost the trust of whatever kind of following you have it's kind of career suicide yeah well it's like all those political scandals and and everything like that it's hard to and you have to know how to spin it essentially as well like sometimes um when you lose the trust it's not it's not always because your your fault or, or things yeah. like that, but yeah, it's tough. Well, politics is a whole different bag. If you're, we're being, not even getting yeah. into it right now, especially with this current uh, oh god environment, state of affairs right now. Yeah, <laughs> I try and steer clear of talking about politics, so count me out. <laughs> oh, yeah. us too. In because I'm just not informed enough no and also the things the snippets that you do see are just like oh fuck <laughs> yeah like, everything is totally like planned i don't believe anything happens by accident oh god no. you know so it's all yeah the, that's one thing about trust who do you trust but anyways yes we can't even yeah well speaking of yeah yeah and, the, and then talking more about like trust and authenticity like you had uh the birds papaya on at the broadview hotel conference mm-hmm. and she is someone that i do feel is quite authentic and i do trust her and i really appreciate what she's doing and it was really cool to like hear her speak and learn more about her because i didn't really know much about her before i saw her at the boss babes event so do you think you're gonna are, are you trying to find more individuals like sarah like, who do you target to try and get to these events? Sarah is... As panelists. Yeah, yeah. Sarah is a one-of-a-kind woman. She... We reached she really her, is. Oh, my gosh. Two years ago now, when she... She still had a very, very healthy following, but I came across her on social media, and I just was so enamored by who she was as a human that I knew I wanted more people, and I wanted my community to hear her voice. Um, so we had her speak and that would have been June of 2018. And then again, in April of 2019, she just, she's always been such an incredible support of me. Um, we text, we, we IG message, like she's just such an incredible human and incredible support. Like I wish we could multiply Sarah by a million people because the world would be a better place. But when we, when we look for panelists and people to speak at our event, we want people that are creating an impact in their community, whatever that looks like. So Sarah obviously is like a, tra- a trailblazer in her community. We have speakers that talk on um, productivity, personal branding, accounting, insurance, business law, like literally all of the expertise that they have in their area. And then we look for someone that is confident on stage, is the same vibe as us, because we don't want someone to get on stage and just like completely not be on brand or just have share messaging that isn't our type of messaging kind of thing. So we are always looking for really cool speakers. We want women that live, breathe, sleep, supporting women. And we haven't had any issues in finding 
features it. Anytime I reach out, just like you guys were saying, like women are so quick to support what we're up to. Yeah. Yeah. And you had uh, Natalie James on recently, Mm -hmm. who was a guest on our podcast as well, the owner of Vent. And she is just such a incredible person to speak with as well. And she has a lot of amazing advice and her experience and her story is really interesting and relatable and then also not relatable for a lot of people. She's had yeah. some serious tragedy in her life. So, I mean, I think the people that you have found to as guest speakers, as panelists are just the exact type of women that other women want to know and want to hear from and be surrounded by and be and be part of like that's the community you want to be part of. Yeah, yeah good mealy of of women to to share their stories and that's kind of what we do and what we're trying to do with every guest that we have on and i mean anyone that listens to our show knows like how much we fangirl (laughs) over our girls that we have on it's just so amazing to to have this like collection of women to to speak with and share their stories so obviously you're they part of that and we love you and we're so happy that you're here and can't wait to come to your uh, events as well. Oh yeah. my gosh, thank you. It's, Absolutely. It's such a pleasure. You know, when you guys reached out, I was like, what? You want me to be on your podcast? Like, total imposter <laughs> syndrome crept in. <laughs> but I oh my am gosh. honestly so honored, and it's been so much fun chatting with you guys. Oh, we, like, we are honored. We're grateful. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're very, very. And, um, yeah, I think that this hopefully will just be the beginning of another beautiful friendship because we really do fangirl, but we also stay in touch with a lot of our guests. Um, they're all very, very busy women, so we do what we can. So but we make sure that we stay their friends. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> we're, like, we're part. We're in this together now, like like it or not. Yeah, sorry, can we yeah, that wasn't in the fine friend? print. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we are. We're a little embarrassed, like. <laughs> I feel like we're the little sisters like obviously we're not but you know what I mean like we're just so fangirly oh we're just so impressed like each person we speak to there's no shortage of just in awe of them right like everybody has a similar story but then everybody has such a different story like there's so many relatable things with everyone that we talk to but then they have their own just experience and journey and everything that they've gone through and it's just so interesting to hear about I've always been so fascinated by people like I'm a people person I want to hear about you I want to know your story I want to know your life like just because I'm genuinely interested and intrigued and curious yeah and and then I learned so much from people like just you know someone will say like one sentence and that will really resonate with me and teach me something it's such a takeaway and I'm just like oh and then I apply that to my life if I can, yeah. we're like literally taking bits from every, every, every woman that we speak to and like trying to utilize that good advice. And like I said, I've already done, I'm halfway through one of your courses right now. And it's just like, how can we be the best? And I think that's exactly what everyone's trying to do. That's why we have this um, network. That's why we do try to support each other. We're all just trying to like compile all the good parts and, and see how to be the best versions of ourselves. 100%. And I think the really cool thing to realize too is that I know I'm not for everybody. And I think that's a gift. I think that if you are for everybody, then you're not being true to yourself. Like I get that I'm a lot of person and that I have a big personality and I'm kind of crazy sometimes. And the people that are my people will get that. And then we'll have, have even more fun together because we're both being true and authentic to who we are. I lived way too much of my life being not much of anything. 
And I think owning who you are, you'll find your, your group so much quicker. And I think that's super empowering. What you said there is that if you just can accept that you're not everybody's cup of tea, that is something to be said for confidence because it's okay. Like you're okay with it. And it doesn't make you a bad or yeah, wrong person. And that's, I think, I don't know. That's something I took a long time to learn too and be comfortable with. It's like, you don't have to like me. Like mm-hmm. it's fine. And I don't have to like you. Like it's, it's and, a, and we can all to, still live in harmony. Yeah, exactly. Like we can all still get along, respect each other, respect, be civilized, you know? So that is something that probably a lot of women do struggle with because it's like, well, why don't they like me? Like, what do I have to do? And then you're trying to change yourself and you're trying to accommodate everybody's personality preference when it's just not going to happen. Like that don't spend your life or any amount of time trying to force people to like you because you have to ask like, why do you need that? Yeah. And it's a societal pressure that has been, you know, I wouldn't say, I think, Men face it too, but obviously women are pleasers, technically. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this in air quotes because not everyone's the same. But uh, it's just energy focused in the wrong in the wrong direction. Yeah, and I think the one productive. thing we need to ask ourselves is, I don't really care if you like me, do I like me? Like, am I Absolutely. living a life yeah. that I'm proud of and yeah. that I can lay my head down at night? And if I am, then you know what? I'm only living my one life for me, so. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I think that's what you, you hit the nail on the head there because I really believe that when people are, um, you know, judging and judgy, it is because they they do have a problem with themselves. So I think that uh, once you start to really look into the root of the issue, you do find that, you know what, it's not about you. It's about something that I'm insecure in, in myself. And then you can get to the bottom of that and, and really just be happier. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Well, this episode has just been like revelation after revelation mm-hmm. and introspection 101, which is awesome. And I really hope our listeners can take something away from that too. As much as we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. Like, yeah. okay, well, like full disclosure, we selfishly started this podcast just so we could like tap into the intelligence and coolness of other women. I don't know. <laughs> well, and said it because I'm sure you for talk free. to us, but yeah, like, can we just get all of your good smarts and energy, please? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually speaking of like just introspection and, you know, learning about yourself and reflection. You just got back from Bali not that long ago because you had an event out there. traveling. Yeah, you are. You're a little, you're a globetrotter. But give us a quick rundown on that event and, you know, why you did it and how it went. Okay, so Bali changed my life in so many ways. Um, Eat, love, pray. I was just going to say, eat, pray, love, say, or however that goes. Yeah. (laughs) Eat, pray, love. Um, The thing I loved about Bali is, so that was a retreat for Alyssa and she, it was her first ever retreat. And when we were chatting about it about a year ago, she was saying to me, like, how can I help you in your business? Like, what are some things you want to work on? And that's a whole other story. And then I said to her, like, okay, like what's on your list? And she said, Bali. And I said, all right, let's make it happen. And then Lauren, put that on your list. I'll help you with it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we had, there were seven of us and we literally cooped up in, we call it the compound, which I feel is like maybe not the greatest thing to call it but we it was three villas attached to each other and we did not leave there for seven days so we had excursions planned we had beach days planned we had all these different things planned but we were so in flow and like in our zone of genius that we canceled everything to wow yeah 
we were like working in the pool. We were working till midnight. We, like anywhere you looked, there was someone with a notebook collaborating with someone else and supporting someone through something. And there was mindset work and coaching and yoga and sound healings and like a private chef. And it was just one of those experiences that was so epic that it almost wasn't real life. But it really... Oh my God, we need this. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. It was... We're doing How like, many women went? There were seven of us. And that's a good number. Yeah. She's doing it again in 2021. Um, not in Bali, but Ooh. in Mexico, but it's the same vibe. Like it is such a cool group of women and it is so business, but life and just like human focused. It was, it's really hard to explain, but I going into that event, I was having some struggles with, um, just some like not self-worth, but like boundaries and things I would put up with and, and, clients that weren't ideal and putting up with stuff that I didn't deserve. And just like, I was still trying to find my footing as a business owner and something in me clicked in Bali. And I was like, no, I am done dealing with anything that is not going to serve me. If I have a client that's a nightmare, I have it written in my contracts that I can end the contract at any time. Why don't I do that? If I am upset about something, or if I feel like this one thing might be off, why am I still going forward with it? And literally came home from Bali. I fired a client. I hired a team member and like completely changed the trajectory of my business. It just, I don't know. It just Bali changed my life because it made me confident in who I was. I wonder if Bali changes many people's lives. Like, you know, I think being removed from the everyday and having the opportunity to just actually think and focus and there's nothing around you that is your regular to distract you from what your goal is while why you're there and what you're trying to achieve and then what your goals are just for your future mm-hmm. it's probably so freeing and you get these realizations that you probably wouldn't have gotten had you not done that oh well, I think obviously a, you came to that yeah. when you realized like I don't need to take anybody's shit and not like yeah. in like that like I'm so you know yeah. bitchy or bossy or like I'm better than you kind of way, but it's like, no, we really don't. And especially women, yeah, we do this to ourselves. We let people walk all over us. We let, we take way more than we need to. And it's sort of just like, you have to stop and be like, but why? Yeah. Why am I doing that? Like you said, it's not serving. I think the thing is, that is the beauty of A, retreats, B, Bali. Yeah. (laughs) Like Bali is just great. Yeah. Bali. Yeah, Bali. Um, But the thing is, when you... When you go into a situation like that, and I think that's why these, you know, conferences and events are amazing is because even simply putting yourself in that position, you're, you're, you know, kind of opening the doors for, um, I guess, being open to certain change, change and benefits from all of that. Right. So even just having the mindset of being there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. The really cool thing is uh, positive. They say that Bali, and don't quote me on this, I heard this from someone else, but that Bali, because it's on a volcanic rock, that it emits this like different type of healing energy. And I think there's only like two or three places in the entire world that give off this, whatever it is, this healing energy. And before I I went to that, yeah, but before I went to Bali, I was like, okay, like, sure, we're gonna do some yoga, it's gonna be really pretty. And sure, Bali's going to change lives. And then you land. A trip is a trip. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've been to, like, more beautiful places in the world. Like, it's it's fine. Like, whatever. And then you land in Bali and you're like, all right, I am open and I am ready for some serious shit. And then the way Yeah, this changed, is where my life changes. Yeah. 
And then the way that she mapped out the retreat to like the different days and the different content that we learned, we like were doing higher self, higher self vis- visualization and showing up as that person and then forecasting and doing these, these dreams and, and giving us tools on how to achieve those dreams. So that's what I think was so key was let's visualize who we want to be in the future, but we're going to give you every step and what you need to be doing every day to get there. So it gives you a sense yeah. of confidence. And it was just like, I don't know, it was a mixture of the women that were there and the education we were learning and Alyssa herself and Bali. It was just, it was pure magic. <laughs> super productive, super empowering. Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. it. We'll, we'll be on the next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you next year. I feel like I worry about going on these things. So I'll be like, I'm never coming back. I found myself and it's here and I live here now. And this, I actually think that's a real worry. Like, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm good here. Like, y'all, I'll see you later. Yeah. But I'm good here. Find me in Bali. Yeah. We actually <laughs> Bye, started, kids. Yeah. yeah. We Send my kids. To come home. Around like the, the 15 yeah. day mark, we're like, okay, it served its purpose. 15 days? We were there for 18 days. <gasps> okay. We're definitely coming the next time. Yeah. I thought you just said seven. So the retreat. <laughs> seven was, women. Yeah. The retreat was seven days. Um, but we oh, extended the, on either. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, no, wow. uh, Yeah, that's even way better. Okay, yeah. yeah. Totally sign us up. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. But also, I think, you know, I say that I would not want to leave because usually whenever I travel anywhere, I'm like, I'm not leaving. This is my new home. But when you go and have that kind of an experience, you're, you would yeah. itch to come and apply it to your life and yeah. be like, oh my God, Super I've motivated. had a revelation. Like, I'm, I have had a completely mindset change. Like yeah. I'm ready to take on what I wasn't ready to take on before. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to take all of this learning and all of this new, it, just energy growth. and growth and apply it to my life. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of like what I feel for this conversation. And this is what I feel after most of our calls, <laughs> like most of our, our story, our, our shows and with our guests, like I feel so motivated to apply like this great news and this great information that we get and like this is no exception and like i said um i can't wait to finish my my course um with boss babes i can't wait to go to a new <laughs> to an event yeah, here i am fangirling again but <laughs> anyways no it's just huge and obviously um yeah super appreciate uh, all the information of course yeah this has been such an amazing conversation uh as we say to pretty much all of our guests, like we definitely want you to come back on because you have so much knowledge and such great experiences that we want you to share. But tell everybody where they can find you and when the next event is. So I can be found at either Toronto Business Bakes on Instagram or at Modern Collective with an underscore at the end. And then in terms of our next event, I feel like right now (laughs) that's kind of pending um yeah with everything going yeah, on fair. but we will be launching a couple of online workshops so follow along they'll be announced on both pages so whichever page you resonate with and we will keep you up to date fantastic awesome thank you so much for your time lauren this was the best My yes pleasure. thank you so much ben and we'll share everything on our page and uh podcast details as well amazing Amazing. Thanks, Thank babe. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.